What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at another random magic card, and that random magic card is Heapdoll. Alright, so Heapdoll is an artifact creature, Scarecrow, for one, and you get a 1-1 with the ability Sacrifice Heapdoll, Exile Target Card from a Graveyard. Now, this is an uncommon that was actually printed, uh, this is actually in one of the Masters, this was in Ultimate Masters, um, and it was originally printed in Shadowmoor. And if you're curious um, what the story was with Shadowmoor, well, it was the one place that Scarecrows existed, apparently. Um, although, actually... Eldraine brought us a handful of Scarecrows, just kind of quietly, just kind of tucked them under there so that all those Reaper King EDH players uh, could be super jazzed because they got a little bit of support uh, that no one else seemed to be talking about. In any, any case, it doesn't really matter. Um, however, Shadowmoor did have the largest number of Scarecrows. Just That was a tribe that was supported there. And the Reaper King is an interesting five-color commander. So it's a it's kind of a fun mechanic. They're out there. They're not great, by and large. Actually, Heapdoll's one of the better Scarecrows, which is telling you something. So it's a 1-1 one, one for 1, and it's an artifact creature, so it is colorless. This is very draftable. And um, in a lot of decks, actually, this is not bad. You know, it's actually not, it, it can be worth a card slot. If for no other reason, Graveyard Hate is generally good, and quick, easy chump blockers, also good. And so, in this case, you get both of those. It's something that you can drop on one, regardless of what color your deck is, and then it can absorb an attacker if you're going up against aggro, and if you're going up against a mid-range kind of situation where they do have some kind of graveyard interaction, be that reanimate, be that escape, be that perhaps flashback, anything where they care about what's in their graveyard, being able to just ping one specific target out of there, that could be significant. So this is a colorless 1-1 one, one for 1 in a fringe but not irrelevant creature type with upside. I mean, it's it's just a rock-solid little card. It's super draftable, um, just because, generally speaking, colorless creatures that are like on curve tend to be pretty darn draftable. And then on top of that... If you do end up getting Scarecrows that have multiple Scarecrow synergies, hey, you got yourself a Scarecrow. That's fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, I don't have the analytics on this, but I would be shocked if Heapdoll is not in 100% of Reaper King EDH decks. I'm going to have to go over to EDH Rec after this and check that out because I would seriously bet um, dollars to donuts, whatever that expression means, that Heapdoll is in 100% of those decks, or like 99.9% of those decks. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody out there has some free, some like fringe thing where all the cards are changelings just because they thought it was fun, um, or a spell slinger with that just happens to every king at the helm. I know those goofy decks exist. I myself have a number of goofy decks, and so I'm all for it. I totally get it. That aside, Heapdoll is a rock-solid Scarecrow. It's a rock-solid creature. Um, yeah, it's just really solid at what it does. So let's take a look at the flavor. So there is some flavor text. I know one night it won't come back, but then I'll know it's truly done its job. And that is attributed to Brianna Cobblesmith. Cobblesmith? Okay, now I know a cobbler is somebody who makes shoes. So is a cobblesmith somebody who makes metal shoes? Anyway, I'm not exactly sure what the story is there. It doesn't really matter. But let's take a look at the card art. So we have a small creature that clearly is some kind of some kind of artifact. It looks like it's made of sticks, perhaps held together by like small gears. And it's crawling through 
some kind of space, um, or at least to me, I look at this and it looks to me like it might be like between walls maybe or in some kind of cellar um, crawl space situation. I could be misinterpreting that. It's kind of tough to tell exactly what's going on around it. Um, but it also looks to some degree like it might be on fire. Like there's an orange glow to the image that looks like it has started to erupt in flame, which, yikes. Um, but at the same time, I mean... Oh, you know, so given what the card does, given the fact that it disrupts graveyards, I'm wondering if this creature is perhaps crawling through some kind of tomb um, and is going to perhaps light it on fire. Like it might actually be bringing fire with it to destroy this particular, um, this grave uh, effectively. That's my guess. I could be wrong, but that's what it looks like to me. I also wouldn't be surprised if this art is cropped differently because that's the one thing I've noticed with, if you look at card art, like in its original form, a lot of the time there's a good chunk of the image that we don't get to see on the final card itself. And a lot of that is because of where the focus needs to be, depending on what the card itself is trying to illustrate. So in this example, like the heap doll itself might have might actually have been a smaller part of a larger scene. Um, and maybe even that original art was for, say, a land or something, and it happened to have this little figure in it, and they happened to have a scarecrow that they didn't have art for, and so they just cropped it down, boom, there we go. And it's a cool little figure i mean it works but at the same time like i wouldn't be surprised if this particular image was intended um as a larger piece and actually as i say that i look down and i see the artist is none other than the very than like everyone's favorite land uh artist john avon now john avon doesn't often draw creatures or at least that's not what he's known for i mean dude's an incredibly talented artist he can do whatever he wants frankly and this definitely looks like I mean, it's a cool creature. It's a cool image. It's a cool, um, I don't know. It's, it's evocative. It's interesting, but I would be shocked if given the artist and given the way that this is cropped and the story that this art isn't really telling, I would be shocked if this isn't a small part of a larger piece. And I also wouldn't be surprised if that larger piece is one of the basic lands on Shadowmoor. I got 10 bucks that says the artistic direction on this card took this tiny creature that was in the corner, blew it up, cropped it out, turned it into Heap Doll, and then they took the rest of the painting and cropped off the edge that Heap Doll was on and perhaps like reformatted it, rejiggered it to get it to fit inside the card frame, and that became one of the basic lands. I would be shocked if that's not the case. I would be truly surprised if there isn't, based on the hue of this particular image, I would be shocked if there isn't a mountain in Shadowmoor by John Avon that isn't the rest of this image and I don't know if we'd be able to identify it or not but you better believe I'm gonna try because <laughs> that's fascinating yeah so heap doll it's a scarecrow it's just a rock solid little scarecrow also if you're not familiar with the Reaper King the the only reason that I bring him up is because it's the only real support that makes scarecrow tribal viable and the Reaper King is it's actually one of the weirdest MTG templates out there because it has a hybrid mana where you can spend... Its mana cost is very specific. You can spend uh, Wooberg, so one of every color, to play him, or you can spend 10 colorless, or any combination thereof. And the way that that works is you can pay one black or two generic 
and then one, anyway, you can replace any one specific color with generic. And so if you have access to nine green, you can do that and you can cast Reaper King that way. Um, satisfying eight generic, one green. You could also do say six generic and now my math is, I'm second guessing my math. Ah, you can do like six generic black white, you know, or something like that. You can you mix and match um, his combinations. In the end though, you're, what will work the best is if you can pay for pay five. And what you get is a six, if I'm not mistaken, it's a six, six. And every time a scarecrow enters the battlefield, it destroys something. So you get a lot of removal on your commander. It's incredibly valuable. Um, yeah, Reaper King EDH decks are nasty. There's no question about it. Um, and if you haven't piloted one, I'd highly recommend it. They're an interesting ride because uh, they're kind of an arch enemy deck. I actually sat down at a pod once where there were two, and I was one of them. And oh boy, we were mean. <laughs> we kind of teamed up at one point, and just nothing was allowed to survive on the board. Our playgroup wasn't super jazzed. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, Heap Doll was definitely in both of those decks, as you can imagine, because it's just an excellent Scarecrow. And there are a lot of really terrible Scarecrows, to the point where if you're going to create a Reaper King deck, you better have some way to create Scarecrows that aren't Scarecrows. Like, the fact that the Scarecrows need to enter the battlefield means that effects that change their creature type once they're on the battlefield don't really do much for you. Um, but... Effects like Arcane Adaptation or Conspiracy that change the creature type of all creatures in your deck and in your hand, that does the job nicely. You also have Changelings that are every creature type, and that includes Scarecrow. So leveraging those to really flesh that out. And you'll notice, actually, a lot of commanders that exist for tribes that don't have a lot of support, be that Pegasus or Unicorn or Minotaur, um, some of which actually got some more support with Jumpstart, thankfully. But a lot of those tribes, you can build EDH decks around them, but you better leverage some of these other effects that can change cards that aren't printed amongst, you know, as part of that tribe and make it part of that tribe. Um, and that's also where somebody like Morophon, the big bad changeling, comes into play and can be very, very useful. So, yeah, they created the changeling mechanic, and what that allowed for is tribal of whatever tribe you want, and you'd be able to support it with something. And so that's a that's the kind of thing that scarecrows can leverage. And as a result, scarecrow tribal is viable in commander. It's it's at least possible. Whether it's viable in your playgroup, I don't know, but you can do it. It's not. It is a playable deck. And that's pretty darn cool. Just make sure you have a heap doll in there. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. It has been a pleasure as always. You can check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. We also have a very active Discord server that is wide open. You are welcome to jump on in and say hi. Um, throw out requests for overthinkings that you would like to see. And I look forward to catching you guys next time. Have a good one.